Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 759. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. Today I'm going to continue on in the book of Revelation. I've got songs and letters. But right now let's pray, Father. Uh, continue anointing me. Open up the scriptures as never before in the whole world. Lord, let us be receivers of the truth. Let us watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and meditate in your word. Praying and meditating that we be worthy to walk in the paradise of God in white raiment. Not one stain, not one blemish. Lord, um, you've uh, told us to rebuke Satan and to resist him. This means it's a part of the work of the Lord to resist the devil, resist, resist Satan, to give no place to him. If we feel ourselves being tempted, we're to turn around, do an about face, and flee from the very appearance of evil and to reject Satan, to refuse anything that he has and to give no place to him. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray that you'll rebuke Satan and I rebuke you, Satan, in the blood of Jesus. Uh, build a wall of fire around and about his father uh, that the word may flow from me, your word, your words will flow through me to the world that you will dispense your word into the hearts and the minds and the souls of people in the world and in the church that they may be saved and strengthened in Jesus' name. I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here's another song that I've uh, recorded recently. It's uh, uh, written by Andre Crouch, and it's called My Tribute. Uh, but most people know it by To God Be the Glory. The Prague Symphony Orchestra conducted by H.B. Barnum. Uh, the arrangements by H.B. And also his life choir. And myself singing the lead. Okay, my tribute to God Be the Glory. Father God, Praise your holy name, Father God. I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people so that they could be led to glory and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise to you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved yet you give 
to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am forever hope to be.
Praise the Lord. Yes, amen to God be the glory for all the things that he has done. Look at his accomplishments, how anybody could be an atheist, and look at the heavens and see how the the actual mechanism of God in everything, uh, how he has created everything, and even um, the head, the, all the stars, the sun, the moon, the galaxies, and then little flowers and all the different many colors there are, and bees and the way that the uh, uh, fruit trees won't even operate correctly unless there's bees. Uh, all of nature is put together. It's uh, an entire subject of its own, the nature that God has created. Well, anyway, we're back in uh, we're back in the third chapter of Revelation and. We're at verse 4. Now, uh, he's uh, rebuking this, this the churches, and he's saying, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis. It's, uh, some of these people are already dead. They've um, died along the way. They've backslidden. Uh, their names now are blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Then there's some of them that he says, repent, there's still a chance for you if you'll get right with the Lord. And uh, peradventure, the Lord will definitely, um, he stated, he promised that he will give you an opportunity if you repent and start doing the first works. And either, then he goes on to say, thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which if not defiled their garments. Well, in other words, they're perfect if they have not defiled their garments. Uh, he, God knows what's up your sleeve. Jesus knows everything that's in your mind, in your heart, the things that you're planning to do. Every day we make little plans. Oh boy, we get to go somewhere and maybe uh, we'll be able to find some new romance. We're getting a little bit over the hill Maybe we need to know that we're still attractive to the opposite sex. And so we dress up and, uh, you know, the women, ladies put on lots of perfume, uh, put a flower in their hair and dress up real nice so that, and then their eyes, uh, they start playing eyes with different people. And then when they see them respond, because it's very flattering for the opposite sex to see somebody of the opposite sex smiling at them. And they're leading them on, is what it is. And therefore, their garments are defiled. In other words, they uh, are making it to where they themselves are uh, setting them up to not, their own selves up to not be able to inherit the kingdom of God. And there's so many other things that they do. They plan to cheat people out of their monies. They, uh, like all these different banks today, they have uh, given people loans that they knew they wouldn't be able to pay. And therefore, they haven't paid them, and the economy has uh, gone down the tubes, and uh, there is uh, r there are runs on different banks now, and banks are starting to close up and uh, different other agencies are moving in now to try to stop a run on all the banks to where there's a, going to be a depression like uh, 
in the uh, 30, uh, 33, 34, somewhere in there. I, uh, I'm not uh, keeping up with those things. Uh, however, I remember the times uh, of the Depression, and it's uh, turning that way now. And it's a setup. This is all being controlled by the Vatican. Uh, and you just uh, wonder how. Well, you say, come on, everything couldn't be of the Vatican, even though the Lord says so, that she's the cause, the mother of every abominable thing that's going on earth. I mean, people uh, are being run by the government and uh, the satanic government. And the way everything is set up is for them to take over the world, this dictatorship, which they call a democracy. And uh, every one of them are liars, and they're just smiling and laughing at the people, the general public of the world, the United States and the world. Thou hast not a few names, even in Sardis, though, which, knowing all these things, have not defiled their garments. They didn't get a machine gun and go out after these people and start killing them. But they just said, Lord, you know all the things that are going on in the world. And uh, you never went and attacked uh, anybody. You didn't come against uh, Pilate or uh, Caesar or any of those folks. You just... uh, kept doing what the Lord had sent you to do, and uh, the Lord God Almighty um, took care of you, the Son of Man, when you were here in this world in the flesh. So there's a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, so that means they're perfect. And I say this to um, Charles Stanley and all the false preachers today that say, oh, no one is perfect. Well, uh, if you're not, you're not going to heaven because um, the Lord requires that people that enter heaven, it's an elite group of us people that have to be perfect to get in. And I don't want any imperfect person in heaven. Uh, Does that mean I'm bad? No, I just don't like the imperfection of the world government. I don't like the imperfection of people. And they do have an opportunity to be saved. They have an opportunity to uh, receive the power of God within them, but they don't want to. They deliberately don't want to be perfect. And so I have, uh, God doesn't have any mercy on them. Uh, He sends his people out to witness and testify to them. And they just want to kill us and throw us in prison and persecute us, take us to court on false charges and... uh, So I have no sympathy for them. If God wants to burn them, I believe that he's a righteous judge and that that's what it's supposed to be. But they haven't defiled their garments, a few of these people, and that means they're going to heaven. And they shall walk with me, Jesus said, in white. Why not black, like the Catholics? No, they walk with me in white because I say, God, I'm the dictator, say they're going to walk in white, not black or purple or pink or navy blue or any other color. White. They're going to white because white is pure and clean and spotless. For they are worthy to walk in white. Verse 5. 
he that overcometh. Well, I'm saying that anyone can overcome if they do what I tell them. And if they do, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in, again, white raiment, so that anyone could see that there's no spot on it. If it was black, you know, black covers up the spots and all this kind of stuff. But you're going to be clothed in white. Why, it's a sin today to say that white is uh, perfect and so on. No, there's a, I'm, we're not talking about white people. The only white person I've ever seen in my life is Michael Jackson. Amen? Mm-hmm. And the Joker uh, in uh, Batman, I've seen that, his face before. Actually, I uh, did the Batman jacket for uh, for Warner Brothers uh, when I was uh, making clothes and so on, and his face had to be, the Joker's face had to be white. So he and Michael Jackson. So uh, we have to be clothed in white clothing, though. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Well, if you're perfect, the Lord says, I will not. This is Jesus talking. He says, if you're perfect, you'll be clothed in white, and I will not blot out your name out of the book of life. Now, there's some people whose names will be uh, blotted out of the book of life because the book of life is uh, people that are saved. In other words, the Lord says that uh, he's saying, once saved, not always saved. If he blots your name out of the Lamb's book of life, well, that means that you're not always saved. You were once saved, and you were once in the book of life, Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to blot you out of the book of life. Amen? Amen. Okay, so use your head. These people that say that uh, no one can be perfect and that God once saved, always saved. Doesn't say that here. Jesus says, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But there's scriptures that say, I will blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. You were in there, you were alive, but I'm going to blot you out because you did not, you're not worthy. You didn't walk according to the things that I command you to do. So, um, but I will confess his name before my father and before his holy angels. Now, uh, his angels. Now, do you believe uh, that God is going to take a homosexual and confess his name before the holy angels in his father? No. Or a fornicator? No. Or an adulterer? No. Or those people that are murdering babies? No. Or do you think that the Lord is going to take the popes and the cardinals and all these priests, uh, phony priests uh, that are Catholic, and that he's going to uh, confess those people before his father and before his angels? Do you think he will? No. no, because he said that these are those that keep his commandments. And the Lord says uh, that you're not supposed to worship idols. You're not supposed to pray to Mary. You're not supposed to pray to any saint. You're not supposed to pray to any to anybody but God through Christ. And if you do, every time you do, there's a big blotch, like an ink spot going on your garments to the point that it's uh, your garments are filthy, dirty, black. 
as midnight when the moon goes behind the clouds. So I'm saying these things. Look, I'm, I'm confessing his names, these people that are in white, before my father. What about lesbians? No. Oh, father, this lesbian, you know, she's a pervert. And she's sick in her brain, and she's sick in her spirit, in her soul. She's never repented. She's never wanted the power of God. She says, I was born a lesbian, and I'm always going to be a lesbian. Now, the Lord loves the actual person, but he doesn't love that sin. Well, I think I'll try lesbianism. I see so much of it on TV and in the papers, and, uh, you know, everybody seems to be going for it, so I'll try it out. And so the, everybody's trying it out, all the females, all the females, the mayors and the females. Well, no, the Lord's not going to take you before his father and uh, and before his angels. Verse 6, he that hath an ear... Now, you people, you, you people that can understand the word of God, he's not leaving you without power. He says, do what I tell you, and you have all the power that you possibly need to get into the kingdom of heaven. But you yourself have become lazy, lethargic, and you just uh, love the world. You're unthankful for the word of God. You're unthankful for the things that God has given you. You're unthankful for everything. And as a matter of fact, you're so unthankful that a root of bitterness has grown up in you. And you actually hate the brothers and sisters. Every time you disobey God's word, there's a big blotch. Like one of these paintballs that hit you and splatter your garments to where you are filthy. He that has an ear to hear these things, let him hear what the Holy Spirit saith unto the churches and the people in the churches. Verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write these things, saith he, he Christ that is holy, and he Christ that is true, and he Christ that hath the key of David, and he, the Lord Jesus Christ, that opens doors for people, and uh, no man can shut them. He can open all kinds of doors for you if you're just willing to obey him. So he can, uh, he, he can open doors for you, and no man can shut them, and he can shut doors for you, and no man no man can open them. You will not be able to open a door for yourself. And you do it to yourself. That's who you're doing it to. Verse 8. I know thy works. I know what's up your rotten, filthy sleeve. Some of you people. And he's saying to these people, I know your works. Are you doing some good works? I know you're doing good, and I know the things that you're doing that's bad. Behold, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. 
oh, why don't you have all the strength of the Lord? Because the Lord says it's available. It's available. Why do you just have a little strength? For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Hmm. Verse 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. There's so many people that call themselves Christians, and they're not. They're the synagogue of Satan. He says, verse 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, the church of Satan, which say they are Jews, which means believers in God, which means Christians. And are not, but do lie. They say they're Christians, but they hate the brothers and sisters. They hate doing the work of God. They hate uh, fellowship. They love to hole up by themselves like an old uh, witch. They say they're just Christians. They say they're Jews. You have to be a, to be a Christian, you have to become a Jew. And are not Christians or Jews, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know, I'll make them to know that I have loved you, thee, because you don't let people get to you. You let me get to you. You, I tell you something and it gets to you. You do it. Verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Well, we're living in that day right now. He, but the Lord says he'll keep uh, you from the hour of temptation. Because thou hast kept the word. In other words, you kept doing what I said. Not just because you kept reading, but you were doing my word. Of my patience, you've patiently done the work on a daily basis. The first thing you thought of is, oh, should I do a message? And Lord, should I go out and do something? Should I go up to the church? Shall I go to Arkansas? Shall I go to New York? Shall I go to L.A.? Shall I go to Israel? Shall I go to Africa? Shall I go to India? What do you want me to do? Uh, and he says to do it, and then, you know, that something fantastic is going to happen if the Lord tells you to do something and you do it. If there's something, a big something that's going to happen because of it. A lot of people don't want to hear this kind of talk. They want to do what they want to do, even though it's not exciting, nothing unusual ever happens. And whatever does happen, you know, they like to go to bed with other men or women and pretty soon that gets boring. And then all of a sudden they catch some kind of dreaded disease or something. And then uh, they uh, figure it's too late for them to anything to happen for them. 
And therefore, you know, they're just living in a wretched world. Because thou hast, but these people, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, you patiently did what I said day after day, and different things happen. I make events happen where it's interesting. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Well, we have television today. Now, the Lord knew that back then. He knew of TV and pornography, and he knew about uh, uh, lesbianism and homosexuality and how decrepit uh, women having uh, sex and men with animals and with babies. And he knew all these things. But they, the devil has such a hold on people, and they seemingly don't know how to break that hold. Uh, all it is simply is to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, humble yourself before him, you rotten, filthy human, you unthankful swine, and accept the Holy Spirit into your body, into your heart, your soul, your mind. So that the Lord can say of you, because you have kept the word. You have kept the word. You've kept Jesus. The word of God is Jesus. That's why when you accept Jesus, the Bible says, um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That means the entire word of God, and thou shalt be saved. And because thou hast kept the word, Jesus, the word of my patience, uh, the Lord was very patient. He endured hardship. He endured all the things. He kept all the word of God, and he actually kept patiently, went to the cross so that we could he could shed his blood so we could have a detergent strong enough to take away our sins, which is his blood. And the Lord says, because you've done this, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation. Well, the Lord's keeping me from the hour of temptation. I used to, uh, first of all, he um, gave me glaucoma. I can't see the stuff that's happening in the world. And I love that. And a lot of people feel sorry for me because I can't see all the schmutz and all the crud that's going on. Uh, I have tunnel vision. And, you know, when that stuff is happening, it uh, goes right before I can't see it. <laughs> I thank and praise the Lord because he said he'd keep me from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world. And not only that, he says, now I want you to stand. Don't go out there on the, the streets and uh, don't, uh, don't uh, go out there and mingle with uh, people in restaurants and uh, these different places that you used to go. I want you to stay in and keep the messages going. And so I can't see that good. And he doesn't let me go out into the world. Hooray. Praise the Lord. Not just for it. Hooray for the pumpkin pie. But hooray that the Lord has kept me from all evil. You know, they say the song. Hooray for the pumpkin pie. Hooray for the pumpkin pie. <laughs> I'm thanking that the Lord hooray that he keeps me from the hour of temptation. And you ought to stay in yourself, folks. You know, if you can't control your emotions, and if you're easily tempted, then stay inside and start studying the word of God so that God can use you and pray unto him 
because these people patiently did it. He said, because thou hast kept the word. How can you keep the word of God unless you keep it before your eyes all the time? You have to keep the word of God. You have to keep heaven on your mind all the time. Because you've done that, because thou hast kept the word, uh, which is me, who was patient, and you become like me, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Because if you get tempted and you do something wrong, well, then you're not going to heaven. You're going to go to hell in the lake of fire. So it may, this is a very good one for you to remember. It's verse 10. So he'll keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall and has, incidentally, come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Well, you know, I've uh, been around the block probably 150,000 times, and I know what's in the world, but I know that if I don't look at it, it's not going to tempt me. Amen? Amen? How can I be tempted? Well, evil thought comes against me. I just pick up the Bible, or I start praying, or I read, you know, I did whatever. And I've got a seeing machine here that cranks the Word of God up about a couple hundred times. All right, so verse 11. He's going to keep you from the uh, the hour of temptation. Man, the temptation is coming from everywhere. People say TV, magazines, books, movies, uh, signboards on the uh, side of the road. Uh, man, they got these uh, 90% naked people. Uh, people are walking down the street naked. They're dressed with their uh, uh, skirts uh, up, clear up to their eyes. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Great. I tell you, I'm glad that I can't see all that garbage. Verse 11, look, behold, I come quickly. Watch, you'll see. I'm going to come quickly. Hold that fast. In other words, the word of God, me, Christ, which thou hast, hold it, that no man take thy crown, and no woman take your crown. No man. Oh, one of the women that left the church, she says, Tony, the men in the world, they flirt with their eyes, and they're, it's powerful and all. I said, well, you've left the church. You left the Lord. And at this present time now, because I told her what to do and she didn't like it, now she's left the church and she's bringing accusations against me because I told her what to do and she didn't want to do it. She likes the attention of other men, even though she's married. And she just uh, will not repent. So the Lord says, look it, look it, looky, 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 I come quickly. I'm coming quickly. And I'm coming upon you in an hour that you don't know. So you better hold that, I command you, hold that fast, hold it tight, which thou hast. Don't go any further into perdition than you already are but get back to me quickly now that no man will take your crown or no female verse 12 you 
Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Does that mean that he's going to make you into a pillar? No, there's uh, pillars in the church. There's uh, pillars uh, that hold up uh, McDonald's and uh, these are strong uh, there's, uh, that have Wendy's, they have a strong leader. Anytime you see a business that is running very well and diligent and the food remains the same all the time and it's, uh, just as tasty and fresh and the, uh, the, uh, hamburger buns are soft as always and the burgers taste the same and they haven't been sitting around and the fries are, fresh and crisp and all these things. I'm not advocating eating that stuff. But whatever fine restaurant, it always tastes the same. Like a restaurant like Lowry's, where they serve prime rib for many years and everybody loves it. Uh, there's a strong pillar, a strong person in there that demands, a very demanding person that says, you're not going to lose customers for me. You're not going to wipe out my business. This organization, Lowry's, was owned by a Vandy Camp family. They own Steers, Lowry's, and uh, Rich Lowry's on the restaurant row in Los Angeles. This is the only one that's remaining that I know of. Even Vandy Camp's is closed down. Was... Uh, is Lowry's. And there's always a line of people waiting to get in because there's a demanding man or woman or staff that just absolutely demands and commands. And if you don't keep the quality up, you will not be here. They're a pillar in that organization. And so he also says... Those of you that are pillars, that you overcome, uh, you are very strong that way. I can trust you with my business, my church. You overcome, I'll make you a pillar in the temple of my God. I'll make you a ruler. You're a demanding person. Uh, the government is demanding this secular government. For the devil. You kill your babies. Go on now. It's all right to be a homosexual. Get married to them. Come against everything that's godly. That's what the devil is. So he's demanding and we have to be more demanding than him because we serve God. Amen? Amen. The almighty God. And because we do that, he says, him that overcomes this world and all these evil things Will I make a pillar, a ruler in the temple of my God and he in the church, in the temple of my God? We're the temples of God. He'd make us a ruler over all the different temples of God. Amen. Amen. We'll be in charge. And he shall go no more out. You're not going to go out into the world again. Amen. Amen. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. Why, this says, uh, I'm labeling this man the property of God, and he is a member of the New Jerusalem. Hallelujah! 
Hallelujah. Which is New Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Which, uh, so, <laughs> the city of God. Well, we're part of the New Jerusalem. Right there it says that we are. The New Jerusalem. The name of the city of my God. He's going to put upon him the name of my God. This is God's property. And the name is going to be imprinted on your part. A member of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which come, cometh down out of heaven from my God. So the New Jerusalem, the kingdom of heaven, is coming down on earth. After uh, the heaven and the earth are burned up because Satan was there, there's not going to be any trace of Satan or say Satan was here, he sat there and now. It's all purged with fire this time. And uh, he's going to sit down. The, the New Jerusalem which cometh down out of the heaven from my God. Your God as well. And I will write upon him my new name. Hmm. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, what's the new name? Hmm. It's like overcomer, redeemed. Uh, uh, my body. But um, primarily is my wife, my bride. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. My bride. And I will write upon him my new name, Mr. and Mrs. Jesus. Amen? Because you're married to him and he's married to you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit says unto the churches. Hear this thing. This is like uh, the elite of the elite. Verse 14, and to the angel of the church of Laodiceans, right? These things saith the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Amen. The beginning and the end. The beginning of everything and the ending of everything. The Amen of everything. The faithful. Jesus, the faithful one and Jesus, the true one, he when he's telling you something, it's uh, true and it's faithful. It'll come to pass, for sure. Everything else that he said up to this time has already come to pass. And the true witness, he is the true witness. He is the beginning of the creation of God. That's something, isn't it? He is the actual beginning. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Verse 15, Jesus says, I know thy works. Um, I know what's up your sleeve. Um, I know everything about you. Don't think I don't. I catch, I'm catching many of you people with these words because Everyone in the world, these things pertain to everyone in the world, especially um, to the church. 
These are the seven churches, so it's to the churches. And everyone that's hearing these words that is not a member of the body of Christ yet, uh, he wants you to know these things. He says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold, you you know, you're not cold doing the work of God, nor are you hot. You're not full of fire and uh, zeal. You're not vigilant or diligent. You're neither cold or hot. I would thou wert either either cold or hot. Verse 16, so then because of the fact that thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. I'll actually spit you out of my body. Because I don't like you if you're cold. And I don't, uh, and you're not either one. You, uh, I, I want people that are hot, but you're not. You're lukewarm. And because of this, I mean, how can you be bored with me to the point to where you just, you know, just go through the daily routine and, uh, I'm going to teach a lot of people with you. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'll spoo you out of my mouth. Verse 17, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have a need of nothing. I don't need you every hour, Lord. There's a sign I need the every hour. You don't need anything, you think. That means you don't need me. That you don't need my Father. You don't need the Holy Spirit. You don't need me. Oh, I see. And um, you say, I am rico. I'm rich. It increased with goods. Oh, so I blessed you, and now you've got all these goods. Yeah, living at fancy hotels, you're living at uh, all kinds of different places, you eat uh, whatever you want, you have need of nothing. You eat when you want, you fast, you work out, I don't, uh, I, I have everything, I need nothing. And I've got, you got a big gym to work in, it's your own and everything. And no, it's not, don't you know that you are <laughs> wretched? You don't know that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Verse 18, you're naked. You don't have anything. You're wretched. You're poor. Miserable. Poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee, I'm going to give you a chance here because I'm going to spit you out of my mouth if you don't listen to this. I counsel thee, I'm instructing you now to buy of me gold tried in the fire. In other words, start doing the work of God and then you'll start going through the fire. Because uh, the, the, the wretched people of this world will start persecuting you and that's the fire and that's what you need. That thou mayest be rich spiritually rich and white and white raiment that thou walk without sin 
that thou mayest be clothed and that in white, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear before everyone in the world. And another, uh, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. In other words, anoint your eyes, get your eyes into the word of God and begin seeing yourself doing the work of God. Get that uh, medicine, good medicine on you and in you so that you may see that you're not blind and naked and wretched and poor any longer. All right. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke. So anybody that doesn't like a pastor that rebukes you and tells you the things of the Lord, you have to be spiritually insane. All right. So uh, we're at verse 19, and that's where we're going to uh, stop right now because we have some letters to read. And we'll continue on this in the next message. So, where's the first letter from? From Passionville, Haiti. Where? Passionville, Haiti. How do you spell it? Passionville? P-E-T-I-O-N-V-I-L-L-E. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo and all the members from your ministry which are doing a positive work in the gospel world, my name is Denard. I have distributed all of the French newsletters and Messiah books that you sent to me, which I indiscriminately gave out, gave out to the people. I am consecrated to the Lord's work with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. First John 2:16. Love not the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Unquote. I must tell you that your newsletters possess a miraculous power. Everyone who has gotten and read a newsletter has decided to walk with Jesus Christ, their only eternal Master and Savior. If it is possible, dear Pastor Tony Lamo, send us some food to help the people in the poor districts who are receiving your newsletters because they need some help. They are truly in a critical state. As for me, dear Pastor Tony Lamo, I'm asking you for a scholarship to study theology to be able to deepen my spiritual knowledge. I am consecrated to the Lord's service with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Dear Pastor Tony and all the members of your ministry who are doing a positive work, may the peace and grace from the Lord Jesus Christ be multiplied abundantly to you and your children. Bernard from Peshenville, Haiti. All right, we have one more. Yes, from Nigeria. Well, that's a good letter. Beautiful. Okay, what else? Dear Pastor, I give thanks to God for your life and that all of the members of your ministry. I have not seen a sincere love shown to people like this one. You are sincerely a man of God to show love to everybody all over the world without you even seeing them face to face. All of your newsletters sent to me, two boxes in all, are all well received with thanks and gratitude. Sir, without mixing worlds, you have proven to the world how to serve our true God. It is my humble prayer that God will enable you and enable you to, to the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Yours in his vineyard, A. Bernard from Quara, Nigeria, Africa. Praise the Lord. Well, um, um, tell you what, you know, we um about ready to pray people uh, to the Lord. Uh, the Lord said that if you do what he says, and that means get saved, and begin doing the work of the Lord. And learn, how do you say, well, what's the work of the Lord? You need to read the Bible. Or you need to listen to this program all the time because I'll tell you what the work of the Lord is. 
He saved us to do his work in us and through us. And uh, you'll find that out soon enough. If you just say the prayer unto him, he will not turn you away. Doesn't make any difference how many sins you've committed or how ignorant you are to his word. All you have to do is come to him like a little child. Little children are not afraid of Jesus, of God, their creator. Uh, they just come to him and receive what he says, and they do what he says. And you may say, I can't do it. <laughs> I never was a, a, a preacher. I never wanted to be uh, none of these things but uh, or a teacher. And I certainly didn't want to open schools, Christian schools. But now I'm the president of the American Association of Non-Denominational Christian Schools. And I'm doing all kinds of things that in the flesh, in the world, I never thought I could do these. But God will use you in such a powerful way if you'll just trust him and let him use you so that you can walk in white raiment and be in the kingdom of heaven with him. And if some of your loved ones have gone on before you, that you can be with them. So it's just a matter of uh, not refusing the Lord in anything. Accept him now by saying this prayer. My Lord and my God, say this to him. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you to wash all my former filthy sins away, Lord Jesus, in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. Now, thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Uh, to prove it, raise your hands up in praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audiences how they can receive a copy of this program, number 759. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for a continuation of the book of Revelation. Uh, so you'll learn, you know, what must be done in these last days. You know, I've seen several visions of the kingdom of heaven. I actually have seen Jesus right before my eyes. I was wide awake, and I have seen myself and Susie in heaven. And There's no imperfection there. And I'm so happy. I was so happy, and it's the big, biggest bummer in the world when I found out the Lord says, not yet. Oh, I said, Lord, I was so happy to see him. So uh, this song here shows you how happy it will be when you get uh, uh, get to heaven, and it's called Angel Band. You know, there's nothing better than to know that you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. My latest son, 